want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. 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 Hello. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, that's Taryn. And that's Sheridan. Oh, my gosh. And this is Thanks, Thanks tiny, tiny Computer. computer. <laughs> that was pretty good. So good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so how's your week going? My week is fine because Miller is at her dad's. I stayed up until 3.30 a.m. painting and paint my number. <laughs> so I'm feeling really good about my life right now. It's been fine. How's your week been? Fine. Um, I just want to say that this is airing on Friday, Juneteenth. And I don't really want to start the show without discussing how important this day is. Do you know anything about it? I do, a little bit. Yeah. Not not tons. I've not ever like celebrated, but now that it's um kind of in the forefront of my mind, I've been thinking a lot about it. Um I know only little bits about it as far as that it's it came after the Emancipation Proclamation. Mhm. Um because there were obviously still people in the South that had enslaved people. And um, so this came a little later and it was like the actual end of slavery. Yeah, so. you're smarter than me. So on June 19th, ni- 1865, Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas to inform enslaved African-Americans of their freedom and that the Civil War had ended. But it was two years after. So did the Emancipation Pro- Proclamation happen while the Civil War was still happening, do you know that part? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. But I know that these enslaved people were not told till two years later. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker, yeah. Well, but, and it was still in the South, so it was not as... Yeah. So, uh, another thing I was reading is, you know, it's obviously going to be a big day mm-hmm. this year, and as it should be every year. But I feel like it's becoming more and more known. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh, scholar at Duke University, Mark Anthony Neal, he do, he uh, is an African American studies scholar. He said, "I think Juneteenth feels a little different now. It's an opportunity for folks to kind of catch their breath about what has been this incredible pace of change and shifting that we've seen over the last couple of weeks." And I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. So I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that it's an important day and an important time. And yeah, definitely. No, I think it's really important, especially that, you know, what we've been talking about the last few weeks, even on the podcast, and just knowing that we're not going to quit talking about what's important and what needs to happen in our country. And so you're right. Like, this is a huge deal. And like you said, it should always be. But um, it's definitely something that we're thinking more forward thinking. Yeah. So. Good. But yeah, my other than uh, getting ready for Juneteenth, also my birthday, uh, I went to dinner last night with some girlfriends and I'll keep them anonymous. But it was so funny. So one of our friends likes some nicotine gum. Mm-hmm. And. So when we start drinking, I'll occasionally be like, can I have half a piece of your gum? And so last night, we all were at a fancy dinner, and we all decided to a piece of this Nicorette. So we're like, is this jazzing. Like, is this going to be like, uh, oh, man, 
Sandlot when they all put the tobacco in their mouth? Yes. Oh my god. So D mm-hmm. is sitting across from me and I she gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes back, gets back up and goes to the bathroom. And at first I didn't notice, but then my friend next to me was like, Hey, go check on her. So I went to go check on her and she was sick. And she was the one at the table was like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> and I still don't know if she blames it on the gum or not. But I walked out of the bathroom and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the gum. Mm-hmm. And they all, everyone at the table was like, that's what we were saying. So I sit down. Her husband ends up coming and get her. I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, I start feeling really <laughs> bad. Like, I look down and my one friend's like, Taryn, are you okay? Like, the blood was like draining from my face. I felt like what a fun on bridesmaids when they <laughs> got food poisoning. Oh my god! Like I was like in a sheen of sweat. Did you scream at her? Don't look at me! Look away! <laughs> no, I was like, actually, I feel a little woozy. I didn't even eat dessert. They got Wait, two things of creme brulee. You didn't eat dessert. I know. That's how you know things are really messed up. I did. I got. I had just got a drink. I had one sip of it. I was like, if I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So, so did you throw up though? I never got sick, um, but I just started chugging water. I was like, "This is no way." No. So, anyways, I just thought it was hilarious that we were all like, "Yeah, Nicorette." You all were totally the Sandlot, opposite like little boy group putting chewing tobacco and vomiting it all up at the fair. But you all were at a fancy dinner. Did you wear your sexy dress? No, it's way too sexy for the Summit Club. <laughs> I want I want to see the sexy dress. You got to show it to me. I'll model for you. Okay. Will that put you in a good mood? <laughs> Only <laughs> if you bring me Shalotskis. Walking around in a sexy dress, eating Shalotskis. Uh, but yeah, that's like kind of been the highlight of my week. We had a really good time. <laughs> All just, my friends vomiting. <laughs> it's fun. It was just a funny experience. I love it. But also, I really, the other night, sun, was it Sunday night when we were watching Housewives and painting? Monday night? Yeah, Sunday or Monday. I can't remember, but that I don't was even know so what day of the week fun. it is now. I've, that was like the other highlight of my week. Watching trash TV while painting, paint mm-hmm. my numbers. I'm, I painted for till like midnight. So I'm right there with you. It's I, very addicting. So I think what's happening now is I'm getting to the end and there's just such few spaces left that i'm like i can just stay up and keep painting i can just stay up and i'll be finished but no i still have a lot to do but it's very um appealing to stay up and paint all night (laughs) i'm gonna have to order another one and wait three months to get it (laughs) which that's my correction corner i never said on the last episode where i got these from these paint by numbers oh yeah i was like i'll tell you but you should never order them it's from a place called Paint Two. It's Paint T O O O. Three O. Well, there was your first mistake. What? <laughs> they don't know how to speak. They spell. couldn't spell two. <laughs> well, there are so many different ways to spell two. So, in all fairness, that's a tough one. Uh, that reminds me, Jonah got some new shoes. And in the box came a little note, like a, it was a printed note, but it was roughly translated. Oh. And it said like, I created these shoes. uh, Oh, how did it go? He said, when I met my girlfriend, it was 
the best thing ever and we would go shopping together but my feet would start hurting so she told me I should just create my own shoes I'll post a picture of yeah, it yeah you have to it's That's so awesome. funny cute does he like them yeah do they fit are they comfortable <laughs> what I, size shoe does Jonah wear I think a 13 he's 6'5 I know you gotta wear big shoes to support all that height so, um, I think I go first this week, right? Sure. It's episode five. It's an odd number. That means the odd person goes. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you have to get in a good mood. <laughs> Edit this. So, um, <laughs> well, I'll go first then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Taryn, would you like to go first? <laughs> So I have no idea how I came up with this. Like, I don't remember the, like, exact backstory, but Devin and I randomly started talking about Subway. Eat fresh. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know if I can talk to you about Subway. (laughs) And then we were like, hey, is Jared still in jail? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're going to talk about Jared from Subway? My story is about Jared Fogle, the Subway guy turned pedophile. Which I don't know if he turned pedophile. I was about to say, he probably just always was, but he was eating a whole bunch of Subway. (laughs) I was going to say a bad word. Foot long Subway. (laughs) So Jared grew up in Indianapolis. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I can't (laughs) All right. Jared grew up where? I'm sorry. In Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, And he first started getting media attention in 1999 when a friend wrote an article for a local newspaper about how Jared lost over 245 pounds just from eating Subway. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight. Did you know that it was that much? Yeah, I think I remember. Obviously, I didn't know it was that number, but I do remember it was a lot. So the local Subway franchisee person took the idea to like subway headquarters advertising and they aired his first commercial in 2000 he was their main advertising campaign for almost a decade my gosh and then came the five dollar foot long okay let's talk about the five dollar foot long for one second (laughs) because i was gonna say this when you first brought up subway five dollar foot long does it say what year this came out um so i think he left in like 2008 exactly right okay i ate so many five dollar footlongs <laughs> in college because we had three subways in the tiny town of tahlequah oklahoma three subways that was the biggest restaurant restaurant chain in tahlequah and i ate a lot of five dollar footlongs because first of all they're five dollars second cut them in half i can eat a sandwich for two days Anyways, I ate so many $5 footlongs. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. But I haven't ate Subway in probably... Since college. Yeah. And also, I also worked at a Subway for two days in Tahlequah inside of the Walmart. And I really have to tell this story really fast. I'm sorry. (laughs) I started working there and the lady was kind of weird. The manager. I can't even remember anybody that worked there or heard their names. And she was starting to train me. Everything was fine going for my next shift on the second day and she leaves me alone inside of the subway to go outside for her smoke break while I don't know how to do anything. And I was like, I know how to make a sandwich, obviously, but I don't know the right 
measurements and things like that. How much chicken, whatever. I don't know. And I was well, like, I mean, that's her fault. It's. T- I was just making them. I was like, this is how I would eat it. All right, I'm just going to put all this stuff on here. And then I didn't know how to ring them up. I'm just pressing a bunch of stuff. I was Listen, like, I know how to run a Subway, and I've never worked there. Okay. You put three slices of meat on a six inch with two slices of cheese. You don't know that. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Again, it was two days. So then she comes back inside, and she says, I'm going to leave. I have to. Somebody's coming in. They'll be here in a few minutes. And I was like, please don't go. I really don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is weird. And then she calls me late. She does. She just left. And then she calls me and asks me to come in the next day when I'm not supposed to work. And I was just like, no. And then I never showed back up. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I couldn't. And I smelt like bread all the time. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So, Jared Fogle. (laughs) So, in 2001, he married Elizabeth Christie. And they had two children. His time with Subway made him a multimillionaire. Do you want to guess how much his net worth is? Still or when he was with Subway? This was... I assume this is still. Because it was at the very end of Wikipedia. It said his net worth. Um, Four million. Fifteen million. Holy crap! Yeah. Sorry. That is crazy yeah i i was shocked by that too from eating subway sandwiches yeah okay i gotta start eating subway and i'm just kidding. <laughs> so in 2007 a floridian journalist <laughs> rochelle herman walrond reported jared to the police because he had made lewd comments to her about middle school girls when they were doing a health event at the local school for jared's nonprofit to raise awareness for childhood abuse uh, obesity sorry your face <laughs> wait he had his own nonprofit to help children with obesity yeah it was to like raise awareness about of childhood of course obesity. he had his own obesity. nonprofit for children i know and what that's a sick. freaking creep okay and then was saying things to some random girl at an event a reporter right yeah i mean could you get any scummier he's total yeah Okay. So this information ended up going to the FBI. Mm -hmm. So she reported it, got it up to the FBI. And they asked Rochelle to record their conversations. And she recorded their conversations for four years. Whoa. Yeah. She had him on tape bragging that he had sex with underage girls. And he even asked her to put a webcam in her children's room so he could watch her kids. Taryn. I know. Uh, what kind of relationship was she leading him on to think they had? Well, I was wondering, also, when you said that for four years, she had to be saying things to, like, prompt him, right? Totally. I mean, she had to keep up the Ugh. facade that they were friends or lovers or something. Yeah, it's so creepy for her. I'm sure she was like, so anyways, hmm. how about kids? Vomit, vomit. I mean, at least she was, like, trying to catch a predator. You yeah, know what I mean? She was, but, she was putting in the hard work. I mean... <sighs> I'm like, did they compensate her? Like, Man. that's Trump. That to me, that would be traumatic. Yeah, especially just having like, to deal with, especially that. for him to start talking about her kids. That I've been like, oh, okay. Like, I'm gonna drop kick you now. So yeah. So unfortunately, in the end, it wasn't enough uh, evidence. They needed subst- four years. Wasn't enough evidence of him vocally saying that he had sex with underage girls. I know. He they needed substantial substantive substantiated substantive 
evidence. <laughs> substantial evidence. It's not substantial. You're not substantial. <laughs> oh, I'm substantial. <laughs> when you say the word substantial so many times in a row, it doesn't sound like a real word anymore. Okay, so warning. Things are about to get really bad. Wait, so, that wasn't bad enough? Well, I'm just going to give a little bit more detail. Not like a deep dive because I could barely handle it myself. And I honestly, I regretted doing this story. <laughs> oh, no. But I was almost done when I got to this point, And I was like, okay, I'm just going to power through. I don't get it really graphic, but it is still very disgusting and yeah. upsetting. In 2015, during their hunt for more evidence on a guy named Russell Taylor. Did you ever hear about him? No. He was a child porn ringleader. Mm. And the FBI discovered that Taylor had traded explicit photos and videos of children as young as six years old (gasps) with Jared. Yeah. I mean, like, I literally can barely say that without crying. Like, it makes me so fucking sick. Like, I just want to kill him, honestly. It makes me so sick. My students are five and six years old, so I'm like... And that guy, he he got 27 years in prison. That's it? I'm like, no, he needs to be murdered. Yeah, he does. Like, what a... Ugh. Anyways, I just, like, child stuff really upsets me. Definitely. Um... And that was just what they needed to arrest Jared. Oh, good. So they got him I mean, arrested. it sucks that that's what it took, but at yeah. least they did find the evidence. So they were able to arrest him, and there was still more evidence coming from a Subway franchisee owner that he was having a sexual relationship with. And, I mean, it's similar, pervy, disgusting things like... He tried to get her to hook him up with her 16-year-old niece. No, and, no. Yeah. It was, uh, he was trying to get her to sell set herself on Craigslist. Oh my God. I know. I'm like, dude, you're like trying to get caught. Definitely. So, as you can imagine, at this point, Subway was like, Jared, who? Bye. Uh, yeah, definitely. They dropped him like it was hot. They, like, severed every single tie ever with him. He would end up pleading guilty on two counts, one of distribution and recipient of child pornography, Mm -hmm. and one of traveling to engage in illicit sexual conduct with a minor. I will note she was 17, still gross, still messed up, but when you hear things like... Right. The age range of his disgustingness, it, it was a little bit of a relief. Yeah, uh-uh. it is. I think also just because of knowing that there was some six-year-old things that he was doing, that's yeah, awful. So in his plea deal, his attorneys tried to get their request was no more than 12 years. And Fogel asked for a minimum of five years. For his punishment? Yeah, like, he didn't want to do more than five years. Of jail time? Yeah. Oh, well, sorry, you don't get to decide. Yeah, and well, he got a plea deal. Oh, okay. For so Because he confessed to being guilty. <clears throat> so, he apologized, and according to Dr. John Bradford, a forensic psychiatrist who testified for Jared's defense team... Um, said that Fogel suffered from a comp- 
compulsive eating disorder for several years after losing weight and replaced food with a sense of hypersexuality, which included mild or weak pedophilia. Too too bad. Yeah. Fuck off. Too bad. Dude. Yeah. Like, seriously. Don't give a shit. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, work out. Get a new sense of something that involves you not raping and abusing children. Yeah. I mean, that diagnosis was fortunately not accepted by experts in the psychiatric field and was criticized by Judge Pratt. Yeah, good. Yeah. Pratt ended up sentencing him to 15 years, eight months in prison, which was more than three times what Fogel had requested and three years longer than what his attorneys were. So apparently his attorneys knew, like, dude, you're not... Yeah, you can ask for five. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. The level of perversion and lawlessness exhibited by Mr. Fogel's extreme, Pratt said. Fogel must serve a minimum of 13 years before becoming eligible for time off for good behavior. After serving his sentence, he will be on supervised release for the rest of his life. Wow. Yeah. So the judge went harsher. Yeah. Good. Um. So that's good news. Uh, his wife divorced him. I was going to ask about that. He like when he first got arrested, he put in a request to see the kids and she was like over my dead body. Also, he got his ass kicked in prison by a yes. fallen inmate. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part I was waiting for, the good part. He got like a bummed up face, but uh, the child, the guy who beat him up said, I did it because I hate child molesters, which, you know, you don't know what's real life. I mean, I've never known anyone in prison, so I don't know if you always hear that they will... S- <laughs> take care of child molesters but you it know, is the norm that yeah. people men and probably women i've heard if it deals with kids they will not take kindly to you it's it's so crazy i'm glad he got his ass kicked he's fine but yeah oh i'd like to kick his ass and him not be fine i know so that's my creepy fucked up story about jared the subway guy oh my god I i'm know. so glad i stopped eating subway too i just <laughs> He gets out. He'll get out when he's fifty-two. So Ugh. the story will continue. I mean, that's young. That's it's pretty young. There's, like a year older than Devin. Oh man! And he has his own kids. That's something I really was thinking about that whole time. Was at the time his kids were underage. I don't know how old they are now. I don't know how old they were when he started doing all this. Or well, he'd probably been doing this a long time. Yeah. But I just think about that. I'm like, how would you feel if someone was doing that with your children? Looking at your kids, watching them on a webcam, you crazy person. You have a kid or two. It didn't say, like, anything about if he molested his children or anything. But I doubt he did because they usually are very, like, they don't do anything with their own kids. But they're oh, fine to do it with other kids. I didn't I mean, know I don't know. <laughs> That's just what you've heard. I've just known a little bit about it. But, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'll do the Jared story. And then I was like, no, I don't <laughs> want to talk it's about way darker. <laughs> it's so dark. It's, I do remember all that. Like they were like scoping out his house or doing a raid on his house, maybe yeah, is what it they was. They raided his home, took all his, all his technology, everything. Ugh, all those floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming, right? What year was this? 
I it was the early two thousands. I mean, I had floppy disks in the early two thousands. Yeah, I remember taking a floppy disk to school probably in the early two thousands. I had to get a whole little container of them for school. It's like one of my things, so I got the rainbow colored. Ones. Of course, you did. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I do remember having to get CDs. CDs for school that we could burn stuff onto. No. I didn't. Oh, I thought you were telling me no, Sharon. That's a false memory you're having. <laughs> well, anyways, sorry I said floppy disks, but... I like floppy disks. They're... It's an emoji you can use that always cracks me up. I just use it sometimes at random. To be funny. Yeah. Because you're so funny. I don't have anything else to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready to do yours? Yeah, I'm ready for mine. Are you ready for mine? I'm so, I can't. I'm always excited. I love the element of surprise. We both are. Mine, I think we both were a little dark this time around, but this one will be kind of funny. So this week I was searching things about stress dreams and then kind of went off on to reading different articles about night terrors, nightmares, sleep paralysis, and you ready for the kicker? The night hag. What the hell is a night hag? (laughs) (laughs) Lucky for you, you've come to the right place. So a night hag is simply stated as being a supernatural name given to sleep paralysis. Um, And sleep paralysis is a feeling of being unable to move either at the onset of sleep or upon wakening. I I watched some movie where she had sleep paralysis and it was so scary. Oh, yeah. I bet it was. Could you imagine? Well, do you know what the name of this movie is? I can't we'll have remember, to. but just like being so like you can't move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so freaky. So um, the individual's senses and awareness are intact, but they may feel as if there's pressure on them or that they're choking. And it may be accompanied by hallucin- hallucinations and intense fear. I'm Googling it. Okay. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? I haven't. No? No. I mean, I've slept on, like, my arm before, and it really... No, that's falling asleep. That's (laughs) not sleep paralysis. No, I haven't. I was telling you the next best thing. (laughs) Um, I have, I think, um, but I don't really remember having any intense fear. I just kind of remember waking up feeling kind of stuck and not being able to move for a few minutes. But I also was just, like, very tired so i don't know for sure that that went with being actually paralyzed um but i am gonna tell you a really crazy story um when i was still with miller's dad and this was before she was born i woke up in the middle of the night to him saying my name he was kind of like whispering it but he was saying it loud enough obviously to wake me up he was like sheridan sheridan and i was like stop what's wrong and um I was trying to shake him. I thought he was asleep and having a dream. And he said, I can't move. And I was like, mm, okay. And he's like, there's someone sitting on the bed and the bed's moving. And I was like, no, the bed's not moving. There's nobody in here. I'm on the bed with you, but nobody else is in the room. And um, I just kept telling him to wake up. And then I turned on the light and I noticed that he was crying. Like, oh my God. He was like, their tears were just pouring out of his eyes, just going down the sides because he was laying flat on his back. Um, and, uh, I think the light and me moving him around and stuff woke him awake all the way awake. Yeah. Um, and it kind of startled him out of it. And then he kind of explained that he was just like, could not breathe. Something was sitting on the bed. 
He felt oh, like he was being my. choked. and That is so scary. It totally freaked me out. And I was just like, is your house haunted? You know, what's going on? Yeah. And I don't think it his house was haunted, but um, I think he was just Having now. sleep paralysis. He had sleep paralysis just thinking, I can't move and something's on the bed. Because I know like sometimes, we talked about this before, like when a ghost is around, like, hey ghost, I'm in here. Are you in here? You know, kind of just like acknowledging that you kind of feel a presence. So I kind of feel like that's probably what he was doing. But all right. Anyways. Have I told you about the time that I saw a ghost? Um, What? I've seen one ghost. Where? Louisville house. It was in the morning and I had just woke up. Devin's convinced I was still asleep. I'm like, no, this was real life. I love a ghost story. Yeah. So I, I, I'm awake and I look over at Devin and I see a woman sit down on the bed looking at Devin. (gasps) And I was like, I just closed my eyes and I was like, this isn't real. This isn't real. (laughs) I was like, okay, go away, go away. And then I opened my eyes and she was gone. Yeah. So I woke Devin up and I was like, Devin, Devin, there was a freaking ghost like looking at you and sitting by your side on the bed. And he was like, you were dreaming. I was not dreaming. Was she sitting closer to like his waist area? Oh my gosh. Like she was looking at his face. Okay, you're sure you weren't sleeping? I, I'm <laughs> just kidding. We put it on Henry's life. Oh, like yeah, I was awake. awake. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I love a good ghost story. I do think you've told me that before, but I don't remember it that way. So that's good. Oh my gosh. Sorry, that just made me think of that. No, to, and like she sat on the bed, and so this kind of it goes with what I'm about to tell you. So, all right, back to the night hag. It is a phenomenon during which a person feels a presence of a supernatural malevolent being which immobilizes the person as if it's sitting on their chest or on the foot of their bed. And the word nightmare was used to describe this phenomenon before the word kind of became its more modern general meaning. And um, this was because some versions of the night hag resemble a mare or a horse. So it's a night horse, a nightmare. So that's where we get that word from. Hmm. Various cultures have various names for this phenomenon um, or their supernatural character. So I was reading some of these different folklore stories, and some are super creepy. So I'm going to tell you a few of them. In Fiji, the experience is interpreted as kana tavoro, or being eaten by a demon. In many cases, the demon can be the spirit of a recently dead relative who has come back for some unfinished business or has come to communicate some important news of the living. And often, persons sleeping near the afflicted person, the one that's being eaten, they'll say, kania, kania, which means eat, eat. And and that is an attempt to prolong the possession for a chance to converse with the dead um, or the spirit and seek answers to why they've come back. So wait, the person getting eaten... Uh-huh. Their person sitting next to them will say, eat, eat them, eat, eat, them. <laughs> eat, just keep saying, eat, eat, come on, little spirit, eat. No, I will yeah. punch Devin. In oh the my face. gosh, I know. I put, can you imagine <laughs> if you woke up and Devin was going, eat, eat? I mean, that's crazier than you waking him up to tell him that there's a ghost in the room. I agree. Yeah, I'm like, 
Things are getting crazy over They're in the Fiji. ones with the demon. <laughs> For real. Um, so anyways, um, that will, they'll usually, like, when they wake up and hear that the other person is saying that, they are then told to, to ask the spirit to leave. Like, oh, we tried to communicate. Now I want you to chase it away, basically. So um, in Cambodia and Thai culture, sleep paralysis is called Phi M. It is described as an event in which the person is sleeping and dreams that one or more ghostly figures are nearby or even holding him or her down. The sufferer is unable to move or make any noises. I don't like it. I I just hate the idea of being held down by something like that really makes me feel like claustrophobic almost thinking about like, like you would have the same reaction as when you're tickled. Ooh, 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 panic, panic. In Kashmiri mythology, this is caused by an invisible creature called, and I'm going to butcher this name, Pashkadar. Some people... That sounded pretty good. Thank you. Some people believe that a Pashkadar lives in every house and attacks somebody if the house has not been cleaned or if God is not being worshipped in the house. Oh, God, I'm going to get attacked. <laughs> I'll look s- under my chair. <laughs> one also experiences this if one has been doing something evil or derives pleasure from the misfortunes of others. Oh, good. That, that won't happen to me. I don't feel evil and I don't like other people's misfortunes. That's true. Listen, though, if Pash Gadar lived in my house, it would definitely attack me on the daily for how dirty my house is. Oh, my God. Or for not worshipping or just for being evil in general. <laughs> I don't know. In Brazil, there's a legend about a mythological being called the Pisadiera. She who sleeps. Or, I'm sorry. She who steps. She is described as a tall, skinny old woman with long, dirty nails and dried toes, white, tangled hair, a long nose, staring red eyes, and greenish teeth, and an evil laugh. Are you trying to give me nightmares? Yes. <laughs> she lives on the roofs, waiting to step on the chest of those who sleep with a full stomach. Oh, shit. I know. Again. <laughs> after reading this one, I was thinking, how have I not suffered from more sleep paralysis? <laughs> I literally do all of the things that summon these creatures that plague you, so... In modern Western culture, the phenomenon of supernatural assault are thought to be the work of what are known as shadow people. Victims report primarily three different entities, a man with a hat, the old hag that we've been talking about, and a hooded figure. Sleep paralysis is known to involve a component of hallucination in 20% of the cases, which may explain these sightings. Sleep paralysis is a combination Um, is combined with hallucinations that have been suggested to possibly explain alien abductions. Aliens! (laughs) Made me think of the guy from Ancient Aliens on the History Channel. I've never watched that. The guy with the crazy hair, and he's like, "Eh," he does that. Aliens! It's like a meme now, too. I'll have to look at it. Anyways. In Russia and Slovak folklore, the... Again, I'll butcher the name. I don't speak other languages. The Naknitsa is their night hag, and she is known to torment children at night 
and a stone with a hole in the center is said to be protection from the Naknitsa. Mothers in some regions will place a knife in their children's cradles or draw a circle around the cradles with the knife for protection. Oh my, it's very safe to leave a knife in the <laughs> cradle with your baby. I'm, I'm assuming these are immobile children, but seriously, that's... But anyways, that was b- based on the belief that um, su- supernatural beings cannot touch iron. The Naknitsa is also known to sit on one's chest, drawing life energy. Because of this, many refer to Naknitsa as a type of vampire. The Naknitsa will often continue visiting you. According to some folklore, night hags visit when, one's, when one sleeps on their back with their hands on their chest, which is the position called sleeping with the dead. According to some folklore, night hags are made of shadow. She might also have a horrible screeching voice, and she might allegedly also smell of the moss and dirt from the forest of her region. <laughs> so, just so you know, I don't want anything screeching in my room ever. But honestly, just don't smell like moss and dirt and scream in my face. Uh, so, I hope you enjoyed these. <laughs> That was not um, the sign-off I was expecting uh, at all. That's all of the ones I read, but you could, of course, look up so many more. There are probably different folklore stories from pretty much every country had their own version of this. Um, and uh, so if you need help falling asleep tonight, just <laughs> read some of those stories. There's plenty more. Is that why you were up till 3 a.m. painting? No, but I... <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'll never sleep again. The Naknitsa will get me. Uh, no, I I started off just reading about stress dreams. And this is where it took me. <laughs> it's very creepy. But And then I remembered that story about Miller's dad. And I was like, oh, yeah. This is totally what happened to him. That is so... Sleep, oh, my God. Sleep paralysis. But, of course, everybody makes it something way scarier. Like screeching ladies with moss and dirt uh it also makes me think my ex one night we were like i was sitting on the floor in front of the couch and he was laying on the couch and like i looked over at him and he started having a seizure (gasps) what and it wasn't like a super intense one but he was seizing and i started screaming and crying like i was screaming his name and then all of a sudden he's like what and i was like you were having a seizure. <laughs> Just start bawling in his he face. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, So crazy. Had he had them before? Mm-mm. And did he ever have one again that you know of? No. Wow. I know. Which that can happen. Uh, it happened to Ree. Ree had a seizure at uh, Walmart. We were like texting. And then the next thing I know, she's like, oh, my God, you will not believe what happened. She, that like, is wild. Yeah. Wow, crazy. So do you have some tiny googs to end this party with? Um, yeah, I do, actually. I have some <laughs> great ones. And good. You actually googed this week. Good. <laughs> so have you seen that meme going around that says, Google search your uh, birth year in the car seat? No. In the word car seat. Oh, gosh. You should do it. It's pretty funny. I'll post a picture of mine. It looks just like how I remember it. I mean, I don't really remember it, but it's like I recognized it when I saw it. 
Well, I have a picture of me that I recently posted of me in a car seat, or maybe I sent it in a group text, but I said, can we take a moment to look at the safety features of my car seat? (laughs) It's just a lap belt across me. There's no chest clips. How old were you? I was a baby in a baby carrier seat. Well, you were definitely in the 90s, like, they had car seats with chest pieces on well, maybe I just didn't have the chest pieces clipped on, but you can clearly see that there's a place for the seatbelt to go across. So I'm not saying that I, there weren't chest pieces. I'm just saying it wasn't the kind that have the seatbelt go behind. I'm going to show, show you the one that okay. came up for me. Maybe also this was an old one that mom was just using from somebody. Great. I know. And it had probably been in a car wreck and was now <laughs> defunct. it's definitely the one i imagined yeah also i imagine that's the car seat i was sitting in and that story mom tells when we went to new mexico and you were punching me in my stomach (laughs) and i was like but i'm restrained in a car seat so i cannot fight back not that i would have at two or three but whatever don't roll your eyes you know that's a good story (laughs) taryn loved road trips no mom said we were good All right, you ready for mine? Wait, is that the end of yours? Yeah, that's my first one. Okay. So I have a really long one. Oh, God. (laughs) It has a long backstory, a short goog. (laughs) Okay, so there's a couple of raccoons living in my front yard (gasps) tree. Oh, my God. They're they're so We'll have to post that video on our Instagram. It's so precious. They're the cutest. I want to hold them. How did you even notice them? I I noticed that a couple of blue jays were like squawking mm. and I do have blue jays that live in that tree so I really pay attention to the wildlife around my house a lot of the time and so I noticed that they were kind of being disturbed I guess and yeah. so I kind of walked around the tree and I saw something fluffy and I was thinking it was a cat trying because we have some neighborhood cats that will climb our trees and get birds and stuff but I just noticed it wasn't moving. And then finally, I came back out a little later and he had moved closer to the edge of the little tree area. There's a couple of them. There's two in there. Yeah. They're so cute. They were like totally snuggling. So cute, cute trash pandas. So I wanted to look up what they eat. Obviously, I know that they can fend for themselves. They're raccoons after all, but they look really little. And also, my neighbor across the street was rehabilitating some raccoons. And I thought maybe they had gone out and she wasn't home. So I was thinking, well, if they are the same ones, which odds are good, they are. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure and leave some food out for them. I didn't know how well they were at fending for themselves yet. So I looked it up. They like to eat berries and nuts and insects, fish, etc. Garbage. They're scavengers and they eat lots of things, sometimes even dead animals. And I was really fresh out of insects and dead animals. So I cut up some watermelon for them and left it outside by the tree. Um, I'm not going to continue to feed them, but I didn't want to give them a little treat because they're so cute, but I do want them to be successful adult raccoons. So I don't want to, I was going to say, I'm surprised you fed them. I just want to leave a little treat. And then that's like the first rule of wildlife. Don't (sighs) feed the wildlife. I want to hold them. (laughs) I did go outside this morning and there were just the rinds left. So they did eat them. I think I, it could be rabbits too, but anyways, I'm sure it was them. I am sure it was, but I also eat eggs, bird eggs, Uh most definitely. But 
they these seriously they look like little babies i don't think they're i don't think they know what to do yet they're they're so cute I'm like i couldn't get over how cute they were i'm pretty sure it's my neighbors the ones she was rehabilitating because usually rehabilit uh urban wildlife rehabilitators will just release them in their yard oh maybe that's what she did anyways she wasn't home again so i couldn't ask her and i didn't see her car this morning so and i didn't see them in the tree but anyways that's my first one so do you know who levi dylan is sounds hot he's so hot (laughs) he's bob dylan's grandson and jacob dylan's son and he's gotta be hot he's like a mix of bob dylan and robert pattinson oh wow so those are my tiny googs just you just looked him up um uh, what was yeah? What was the point of this? Oh, so I've been watching this show called Mrs. America, and oh no 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 no! We were watching this documentary called I'm Not Your Negro, uh-huh. and um, Bob Dylan shows up in it a couple of times because he was an activist, and um, so I was like, God, Bob is hot. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to look at more pictures of young Bob. And then I saw this picture of Jacob, which, of course, I was like a huge Wallflowers girl. Totally. Um, and then I saw a picture of Jacob with this dashing young lad. And I was like, who dat? <laughs> who dat, daddy? Do you know how old he is? No. Oh. I'm guessing 23. Okay, probably. I just assume and I just feel like Jacob Dylan is still 30 years old, which he's not. But... He's not 30 years old. I just, he can't age in my opinion. So, all right. So I know that we don't want to continue to discuss birds every episode, (laughs) but I just, I have so much wildlife happening in my yard and I have to look stuff up for them all the time. No, you know, I love it. And I stare at them. I talk to them. I'm just, I'm trying to be a Disney princess and (laughs) this is the only way to do it. So. I do have a robin couple building a nest on my gutter. Uh Luckily, I only have an indoor cat, so they're fairly safe where they've built their nest. He's Um, 26. Thank you. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really good. Um, Thanks. I've been practicing. I did notice cat paw prints on the top of my trash can lids, which where my trash cans go and where the gutter where the birds are building their nest is right underneath so i push the trash cans back and i have scared a cat off a couple of times just don't want them to get the baby eggs um or the babies i don't know if they're hatched yet but um anyways so the whole point of the story is that i saw one of the adult robins laying on the ground the other day not near the nest and so i was kind of pissed thinking that the neighbor's cat had got to him um, she was laying near a bush. Her mouth was wide open. Her wings were spread out and she was just frozen. But I walked closer. I was about five feet away and she was still breathing. So I did what anybody would do. And I started to panic. <laughs> you give her CPR. <laughs> I, I could not put her out of her misery. That was the first thing that came to my head yeah. was she's dying. I have to kill her. But I decided I'll just look up a number for wildlife rescue or 911. I don't know. <laughs> and then another robin flew over right by her and started to do the exact same thing. And I said, what the fuck, robins? <laughs> robins? I just kept saying robins. Wait, so the other robin came, opened its mouth and put its wings out? Yep. And they were kind of moving side to side, barely, like just a little bit. 
every now and then kind of almost a slight flailing look so and their um, wings were open yeah continue was wild so the first one flew off and then the second one just kind of hopped up and walked through the hole of the chain link fence and i kept screaming robins what are you doing so i got and i was about to leave so i got my car and i didn't go anywhere and i'm just (laughs) still looking like that guy from ancient aliens again and i looked up why would a robin fake an injury and you know what they do fake injuries it is called injury feigning or distraction display and it is a ruse aimed at distracting a predator from the eggs or chicks the parent bird appearing to be an easy meal stays out of reach but lures the predator away from the nest and i'm sure i was much more of a distraction display screaming robin over and over again but i was really thinking that she was dying or something that's so interesting so we used a little teamwork and all three of us scared off that predator I didn't see anything, <laughs> but I'm assuming that mom and dad Robin saw something and they were like, get away from our nest. We're over here dying. Come eat us. Yeah. That's really interesting. So if you ever see them doing that, they're not dying. <laughs> I thought they were though. I was so scared. Oh, well, the that's end. really interesting. I love Robins. They're definitely my favorite. I have so many yard animals. Okay. Well, alrighty. This is a good one. This is good. (laughs) Have a great week. (laughs) Talk to you next week. Next time. Goodbye. 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 Ow.